We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I have to get to the Kentucky Derby one day, left. It looked pretty cool, huh? I have to. I have to. I have to get to the Kentucky Derby one what, day. What, what, what color would you wear? It would be something like a – it would be bright. I would probably do like a, a white or cream pant with a sport coat <laughs> that's like a fuchsia – or you baby definitely gotta blue. go Obama cream. Gotta go Obama cream. Yes, with, yes. with a fuchsia baby blue. Ooh. I definitely would bow tie it. That's just my style. I would bow tie it. I would have to. De- I would have to decide on what type of hat I would rock. But I definitely, definitely would go that route. Shout out to Marcus Freeman and the rest of the uh, coaches that made it. To the Derby this weekend, man. That was that was inspiring to see them. Uh, that was that was inspiring, bro. You all said he went fishing as well. That brother out there living that coach life, man. Living that coach life. You talk about giving cast the weekend off. <laughs> he needed the weekend. He said, "Look, I got stuff I gotta do, y'all. Y'all go ahead and." So, uh... <laughs> Take this little time off. Let's see. What do you think about the outfit, though? You know he's gonna wear the green. He has to wear the green. You know he's gonna represent. But you know how he 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 did that AKA pink in there though too. Yeah, he is looking a little AKA ish. Show some love for the sorority, but uh, you know he in his he in his Easter fit. You know, young Marcus. You know what's so cool is that uh he got he got the light green though. It's the it's the it's the mint green. It's it's that green that's like okay, it's it's not the money green necessarily, it's that, that spring green, you know, that Irish green soap. Okay, that's looking like the soap bar out there, fresh and clean. I like it, I like it. There's some other photos out there with the other coaches, they were clean. I think Al Washington and uh, Mike Mickens were back home on uh, soccer duty. He know how that go. <laughs> so they couldn't make it. 
But yeah, most of the coaches were uh, were pretty clean. I thought Coach G was pretty clean. Was pretty clean. I thought Coach uh, Gino, um, Jared Parker, he was pretty clean as well. I'm not mistaken. I think uh, Coach Freeman took a picture with Clark Lee. Mm. I think he took a picture with Clark Lee. He took a picture with Dick Vitale and some other people. But I, I got, I have to get to the Derby, bro. I have to get to the Derby. I have to get to the Derby. Man, Coach Freeman is becoming somewhat of a. Uh, I can't even think of another coach that would have. Can you see? Has Brian Kelly, did Brian Kelly ever, ever go to the Derby? Oh, yeah. You know, Brian Kelly did all the bougie stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. He just, he ain't no social media person. Oh, so he did it without swag. Listen, this man been around the game a long time. <laughs> he typed it. Coming early morning workouts with a nice green face Rolex, just phew, the thing just be looking crazy. Like it's eight in the morning, got that diamond bezel. Eight in the morning. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I had a meeting today. Isn't he early on with the president? And you know that man, <laughs> man, be in Nantucket with Bill Belichick in the off season on the boat. You know? Oh man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Yo, and actually the horse that won, it was a great race, by the way. The horse that won had only three starts, you know, and, you know, a long time great um, trainer out of Venezuela. The gentleman, the jockey that rode the horse, Hall of Famer jockey, had yet to win a Kentucky Derby. He finally breaks through. It was a great story, man. Man, that's, you know, great stories. It gets me to this point where you know how people debate whether or not horses are athletes. It can't be an athlete, right? Have you ever had that debate? Like, people actually debate this, whether or not horses are athletes. It can't be an athlete. Right? Uh, I mean. Like, come on, let's, let's be for real. How can a horse be an athlete? They train. Do they? What you mean, do they? I don't know if that's true, though. No, have you ever? No, you need to watch, bro. Have you ever watched a documentary on what what it takes to make a racehorse, bro? It's not like you just buy one and then they just wake up. And you just let them run, and then they show up. Like they have you're, to be. You're training, you're training it to do something for sure, but at the same time, you're not. It's a it's it's a it's an animal. Like 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 you can't train the horse to go do taxes. <laughs> what? Whereas whereas you know you're defining an athlete by. Uh, uh, a category of other categories, right? Because you could be an athlete, you could be an astronaut, you could be a, a accountant, you could be a doctor. But a horse being an animal, you can't make it anything other than what it only can do, which is run around. So you can only train it to run. Like you train it to run already is not making it an athlete because technically it's a horse. It can't be nothing else. No, see that's what you that's what you're not understanding. Right? No. So let's say you go by the son of a previous Kentucky Derby winner. Right? You pay millions of dollars, right? Just oh, for the, like the offspring of the of the yeah. horse that yeah. you won the race with. Yes, just for the bloodline. Okay. That horse then has to go to breaking school, horse breaking school. Look it up. It is like a dude, because a horse has to be broken from its or original tendencies as a horse and then trained to be a race horse. It's not like they just come out and run. It's not like you and I going out in the block racing. They have to be broken. But what and then okay, built back up about, and anatomically, like structurally, like they had to break their legs or something. No, bro, they have or to be broken it, from their tendencies, their natural tendencies. Right. Okay. But that's that's to training. To that's take not, them. No, 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 no. That's not training. That takes them to the next level of being an athlete or being a horse. Now, if you want them to run just naturally, they can come out and run. Maybe I'm just throwing a number out: fifteen miles per hour. Okay, I just threw that number out. That's an average horse. That's an average horse speed. Average horse speed. Okay, 
in order to be a true racehorse, you have to be broken. And first of all, you have to be broken. At, uh, Elizabeth, thank you. Because it's like four parts of it. Like they have to be broken because it's not, they don't just naturally accept people in a saddle. They don't naturally just accept saddles on their backs, bro. That's not something horses just readily accept no, that's, from a race. That's, like, that's like saying like a stallion in the wild, like horses in the wild before they were domesticated didn't like braces either. So domesticating the animal, that's obviously training them. Yeah, you can train it like you mm -hmm. train a, a regular animal, but for it to be like me, my dog, if I had a dog right now, I wouldn't call it an athlete, even though I took it to walk to the park every day because it's a dog. Now, if I took my dog and went to school and it knew how to be a dentist, then I guess you could then categorize it as an athlete if it could be a dentist too, right? Because mm -hmm. unless it had other skills, it can't be something out of, out of the ordinary as a category. So look, the definition of an athlete from Merriam-Webster is a person who is trained or skilled in exercises, sports, or games requiring physical strength, agility, or stamina. Now, the only thing that's different is that the dictionary says person. But that matters, though. Because all I'm saying is the horse does everything else in that definition other than calling it a person but the person is why it matters because if it didn't matter about a person you can train you can consider anything an athlete would your car be an athlete if you trained it and and put gears on it and made it a different type of honda than what the original honda is you got to break the engine or something to make it a souped up honda would it that be considered an athlete then the car can be considered an athlete? No, no, no. Because a car couldn't do nothing else other than be a car. Now, if the car could turn into like a, a boat, like a transformer or some shit, right? <laughs> then you can categorize it Dude, in categories. They already have AI robots that can shoot threes at a better clip than any NBA player. <laughs> but they can't, but they're not athletes because they can't play the game. Like they can't. This is so so <laughs> if, if I were to if I were to get a robotic arm, does that like now take me out of the category of being able to be an athlete? You still a person though. But I'm half a, a partial robot. That's like that's like the stickies, you know, the stickums on the gloves. It's cheating. That's not cheating. Some people think it is, love. Do you think you need you need tack on your gloves though for for, for grip? If that's Lilo, hey, Milo Galante says, are NASCAR drivers athletes? NASCAR drivers are trained. at a high level that most people couldn't drive at a speed like that. 
And the coordination and strength it takes to do that is the same coordination and strength, I think. Not the same, but it takes coordination and strength like baseball. Mm-hmm. Somebody getting up off the couch would be like, oh, these guys aren't athletes. They're just swinging the bat. But it's, it's, it's super intricate on how to hit the baseball because the ball is coming so fast because of the speed. Just like the speed of, of racing. The speed of racing is what makes you an athlete or makes it an athletic thing for a driver. If they were just going around the neighborhood or something, I think it wouldn't make you an athlete because you have to train to control that speed. Hmm. Look, it's an interesting concept, bro. I've heard many arguments about this. You know, some people try to say Secretariat is the greatest athlete of the last century. Look, I'm with you. I think animals need to be in their own category. That's just my opinion. I wouldn't mix them with accomplishments from humans. Because it's a real fine line when you start melding categories, you know. Yeah, but I do have profound respect for what I watch when I'm watching a minute and a half, right, or two minutes, you know, from these animals. I do. I do. And some people, I saw someone in the chat talk about, I think it was Michael Parks, you know, when they take them to breaking school, there are some horror stories at certain schools as far as the way they go about doing things. It's a huge investment just to buy the horse. It's another huge investment to send it to breaking school. And then there's another investment to train it, Mm. to run. So, you know, if you, want to, if you want to train to be submissive, you can just send my you can send my wife because she's she's got me submissive. <laughs> she, my wife can get anything out of me. So <laughs> you send my missus, she can pretty much get the horses to do anything yeah. that they want to do. Because she can get me to do just about anything that she wants me to do. And that's how it goes. Hey, I love my baby. I absolutely love my baby, Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, once again, shout out to Notre Dame's coaching staff for checking out the Kentucky Derby and doing it in fine fashion. Uh, swagged out Marcus Freeman with the AKA colors. You know, had his beautiful wife. And brother, be doing it, Tony. You be doing Man. it. Hey, absolutely. Want to talk about the coaches? They're actually back out on the road. You know, they're back out on the road. So. And really, it's not, you know, they're coming to the point where the 24 class is winding down. Uh, they're adding more offers to the 24 class, which they did last week, and they'll continue to do so. Uh, but they're starting to really focus on the 25 class. And that was this week. Like, they're jumping out there, 25 class. They went to modern day. They went to Georgia. 
they went to a lot of different areas where Notre Dame really hasn't had a lot of success. I don't know too many schools that have had a lot of success at modern day outside of USC. <laughs> Probably until recently. But shout out to not only the coaches that are on the road, but shout out to Michael Shrewsbury, who is starting to put together a very impressive roster. Yes, he is. Via the transfer portal and through recruitment for Notre Dame next year. They're going to be long, athletic. They're going to be able to shoot. I like what he's doing. I absolutely like what he's doing. Yeah, and you know what's, what's good about it is that you're seeing the the what Marcus Freeman kind of came in and did, and that was be able to start fast and put together some things where uh, you get some belief factor from your guys. And I think um, – is putting him in a good space to where the expectations of the program are up to where the women's program is. And and you can you can see both houses packed <laughs> and, and when you move forward. But I think it's it's also cool to see how Notre Dame is doing a great job of repro- of replacing legendary coaches that have been there for a long time because uh-huh. that's a really hard thing to do because you look around the, the college sports world the rotation of coaches, even though some of them may be really good, is a, a one to two, three year thing. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is coming off of having coaches on ten years. <laughs> you would have thought they was teachers. Yeah, how long they've been at the school, you know, from the football to the to both basketball coaches, and now the transition and and making all of them darker and younger, and 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 giving them a, an opportunity to to <clears throat> to start over. And in a lot of cases, you know. First time. I mean, Notre Dame really took a, a direct opposite step uh, in, in going from older coaches that have been there for 10 years to first time ever head coaches and, and, and coaches that are, uh, you know, trying to revamp and revitalize the program. I think it's a good way of of buying time to figure out your NIL space. I think it's buying time to figure out these TV and apparel deals coming down the pipeline. But, uh, you know, also an opportunity to, you know, um, take a jump in recruiting without mm-hmm. having to take all the steps everybody else is taking. You know, I think um, that's a smart way of doing it. But, you know, Notre Dame is going to find a good steward ways of not giving up that bread. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. What do you think about these coaches? Fear factor. That's the focus today. Fear factor, right? We're going to talk about the recruiting towards the end of the show. But give me your five coaches, or let me tell you this. I thought this was very good. Mike Farrell, or Mike Farrell Sports, listed his five coaches that needed at least 10 wins to shut up the critics. Mm. They need at least 10 wins to shut up the critics, love. Number one, Steve Sarkeesian at Mm. Texas. Number two is Mario Cristobal at Miami. Number three is Billy Napier at Mm. Florida. Number four is Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Yep. 
Number five is Lane Kiffin down at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin always in there because they always want more from him. And what is he really going to give you? Lane Kiffin might land uh, your boy Diggs to be his running back. Well, you know, when you come from Notre Dame, everything is your option for you. Logan Diggs at Ole Miss. Huh? I guess. Yeah, like, I guess. I, I guess. If he just wants to be closer to home, I guess. I don't see it. I don't see how it benefits him more. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's what it is. I don't see how it benefits him more. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, he was going to get over 1,000 yards either way. Either way. So I don't I don't see what the issue is. Definitely but, a lot move. Maybe you like the food better down there, you know. I think Billy Napier, I would say yes. Mario Cristobal walked into a situation that was really bad. Really bad at the University of Miami. So, mm, Brent Venables just got there last year. I mean, was they really? Got there, yeah. I, I'll push back on the Cristobal and Brent Venables. Sarkeesian, yes. Billy Napier, without question, because he came in with so much fanfare that he was going to immediately turn things around, and it just hasn't happened. And then Lane Kiffin, I think Lane Kiffin is good down there. You know, Ole Miss is probably a program where they're like, dude, just give us nine nine wins. Yeah, low expectations. Low expectations. Beat Alabama every two years. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let me ask you this. Lane Kiffin would probably never leave the SEC unless it was Georgia or Alabama. Ole Miss has to be what? The fifth or sixth best job in the SEC? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. And yet still, I don't think he would even leave. I just don't think he, I don't think they would get rid of him. And I don't think he would leave Ole Miss. Well, you know, I think that uh, he's comfortable wherever they're going. They're going to boost his social media. You know, they're going to they do whatever they want. He can cause controversy if he needs to tote the line and recruiting if he has to because they're going to buy into what he's selling, you know. And I think as long as you can buy into what you're selling, I don't think anybody wants to leave. Hmm. 
Well, hopefully he gets Logan Diggs and uh, can keep him healthy, man. And you know, good luck behind that offensive line. That's all I have to say. <laughs> good luck behind that offensive line. From a recruiting standpoint, left twenty-four class. Pretty much, it's going to be about the month of June, the official visits, and then those that are left over during the season. Yeah, we know the we know Elijah Rushing still out there, Justin Scott still out there, a big time safeties that are still out there, and they play for Notre Dame in the twenty-four class as well. I would venture to say that there's no one more important than Justin Scott and Elijah Rushing. That goes without saying, but at the same time, the safety position has to be improved. Yeah. Safety position has to be improved. And we've kind of set back and, you know, one could say that's some pressure on Chris O'Leary to make sure that the safety position is upgraded. Um, I think Adon Shula and Ben Minich will be significant impact players at their time during at, at their time in Notre Dame. It's going to take some time to get them up to speed, get them physically ready. Both are injured right now. But as far as the safeties in the 24 class, they definitely, you know, a Marquise Gallegos. Man, Chris O'Leary's checking him out. I think he's out there today out of Chaminade in West Hills, California. That would be a huge get, absolutely huge get if they can get Gallegos in the class in 24. And then they probably need to add another safety to solidify that position. Yeah. I mean, these are all good moves that we're taking too. Uh, you think? I see your boy Deuce Knight is picking up mad love from everybody now. Notre Dame got in early, and it seems like everyone is coming to call in right now for the left-handed signal, signal caller out of Mississippi. Uh, left loves him. He loves his potential. Uh, left was on the record saying, man, I can't tell you the last time we recruited a prototype, a, a quarterback at this size. And this athleticism at Notre Dame. So, yeah, definitely. It was just excited to see us recruit just strict talent. We're not looking for guys that fit a specific offense. We like, look, we just gonna get the most athletic, biggest thing out there. And he's a lefty. You know, we gonna make whatever that is work because we know we got a chance if we got something like that. You know something else. The linebacker position is going to be pretty key. We already have visits in the month of June. Um, Gallegos and Paul Mankey Sr. I mean, Junior, I'm sorry. That'd be odd for him to be a senior in high school, right? <laughs> Paul Mankey Jr. are the top two, in my opinion, safeties in the 24 uh, rendition of recruiting for Notre Dame. Hell yeah. yeah. Man, you got Kedron Young coming in June 2nd through the 4th. And then the next weekend, which is a huge weekend in the month of June, 
Carter Nelson, Elijah Russian, Logan Thomas, Brian Huff, Chris Cole, Bodie Cahoon, and Anthony Carey. Those are the two weekends where you, if you're praying and you love prayer and you believe in prayer, pray those two weekends when it comes to Notre Dame recruiting because they will have big-time commits or big-time prospects at linebacker and safety on campus. And, of course, with Elijah Rushing and Justice Scott, more than likely he's going to be later in June when he gets back to Notre Dame. So you should be pretty excited about that. And yeah. Logan Thomas as well. Staying, staying consistent, especially in the, the, the positions that we need to be uh, a reload situation where we just, yeah, we got them. Big 300-pound up-front guys, we got them. Yeah. And we got them on reload. <laughs> Michael Park said his homeboy from South Bend called him last night and told me the world was coming to an end because Notre Dame had two 6'10 brothers on the team. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me. Oh, man. They do different. They do have two 6'10 brothers on the team now. They do. They do. And Demetrius, man, we're going to get Demetrius on to talk about He's super excited about what Michael Shrewsbury is doing. If you follow him on social media, yeah, he loves a couple of the transfers that are coming in. He's super excited. Super excited. No, Penn State beat more than one ranked team last year. Heck, they beat the heck out of Illinois twice. <laughs> I know they beat us when we were ranked. And the ranked teams they beat that were in the tournament were ranked as well. So they beat more than one ranked team. They beat Iowa when Iowa was ranked. Heck, Northwestern was ranked. And they beat them. Yeah. So. Lady Lefty Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today, man. Fear Factor was the theme of the show. Going through the schedule of 2023, looking at teams and how they look after their springs and whether or not things have changed. We were pretty consistent. I think it was like two games that were pretty high on our fear factor list and then about two games that were kind of mid-level. Everything else we feel like Notre Dame should be able to handle in fine fashion, no problem. No problem. Shout out. Yeah, your boy uh, – saw your boy Bronny committed to USC. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that just – you know, he got comfortable living out here. He said, man, I ain't going back to Ohio, man. Why? <laughs> Why would I do that? Yeah. Yeah. And then I then you know what? They're gonna get drafted by the Clippers or the Lakers or something. You know how that goes. So yeah. this good storybook. Maybe him and Juju Watkins can connect. That'd be cool to see. Um watch USC's recruiting blow up. They might be in the final four in the next couple of years. You know how that goes. You think Brownie's what it does? 
or LeBron say yes. The way LeBron talk about it, he's on one foot in, one foot out to the NBA already. See that interview where uh, they were talking to him in uh, Savannah? Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, you know, we just want him to be happy and, and do what he likes and, you know, whatever's best for him. And LeBron's like, I don't even <clears throat> believe. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I just want him to go to the league. That shows you the difference, right? Mom, like, I want the best for him. Dad, man, I just want him to go to the league. Yeah. He'll be happy when he gets there. That's his whole thing. Oh, yeah, he'll be happy. He just, You just know? <laughs> yeah, I don't blame it, Bron. You know, when there's a when there's a will, there's a way. You're the greatest scorer and player of all time. You can make things like that happen. All right, bro. You know what time it is. Petticoat. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com. Um, somebody needs to put the stylist, the publicist. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Dennis Rodman thing? I mean, oh. <laughs> the, the, the brat, I don't know what. Did you see how ridiculous that was? I mean, just the blatant, just like. <laughs> it couldn't be real. Like It, 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 it had to be scripted, because what was that? Like, for real. <laughs> like, you know, Dennis Rob is still alive, you know? Like, he probably watched that and was like, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> bro. And they played the phone call from jail. Girl, talk about. I don't think I deserve to be in here. What? Yeah, man. Oh, oh man. And God. then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, my goodness. He said, what would I do? What'd you do? Man, bro. <laughs> like, it's just such a crazy story. You're like, how did this how did this happen? Like, this is not real. Man. <laughs> oh man. Chicago's own the brat goes on the petty train. Brat, I don't know what you were thinking yesterday <laughs> when the Chicago Bulls warm up 
with your stomach out. Mm. Just bad advice out there. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Did you see the picture, Love? I didn't see the picture. Love. Just making bad decisions, though. Bro. I... Bro. I understand she, she wants to show. <laughs> Chicago in the poor light right there, man. And the design of the thing don't look good either. Who designed that? That's a Mitchell and Ness Bulls warm up. And she just. That's a Mitchell and Mess. Yeah, Mitchell and Mess. That's a Mitchell. You said it's a Mitchell and Mess. Mitchell and Mess. Because what is that? Oh, man. That. Look, man. Man. That's Chicago for you, right? Oh, man, that's Atlanta right there, bro. She's been out in Atlanta, Atlanta way too long. And look, I, hey, Nikola Jokic. Look, man. Everybody you, didn't have, you didn't have to push that dude like that. Leave that brother alone, man. He's trying to play basketball. Y'all in his way. I just hope the NBA doesn't do anything stupid and suspend that dude. And ruin the playoffs. And ruin the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe. The play hey, man. Channel. And once again, I'm putting my co-host, Malik Zaire, on the petty train. But mm. ever uttering the words that Zach Levine was better than Devin Booker. <laughs> I said that. I can't, every every game of Devin Booker I watched. No, it wasn't Devin Booker. It was Trey Young. No, it was. It was Trey Young. No, 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 no. It was it was Trey Young. It was Trey Young. That was one. I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Levine over Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is great. And he got KD now. Hey, what what Yogi said on the sideline? It's only two of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> This Cavs, there's only two of them, and they are killing. <laughs> they are killing. It's only two of them, and you can't stop either one. And you can't stop. There's <laughs> nothing you can do. He had 53 now, so I'm feeling for like, you're like, come on, man, I'm putting on this 50-point performance. But this is the point. <laughs> Dude, he has 53, but they keep putting him in pick and roll. <laughs> like, you got 53. He's a liability. But you're the liability on the defensive end. <laughs> so wait a minute. You're sitting down telling her it's only two of them. And they keep putting you in pick and roll. You in the pick and roll. And, and it's so crazy because these teammates are like, what is – never mind, bro. You want us to help? You want us to – like, what you want us to do, bro? <laughs> it's, he was saying they, the two of them are picking on him. He's like, they picking on me. It's only two of them. <laughs> That is hilarious. They're picking <laughs> on me, son. They're picking on me. Hey, man, great show. Great. Appreciate you guys. More recruiting intel tomorrow. Coaches will be on the road. And then we had our guests push back. I actually, actually had to go to the doctor this morning. So mm -hmm. we pushed our uh, guests back to tomorrow. 
So have a great day. But most of all, make sure that you spend it different. Oh, 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 oh,